the Silver Voices Project, which allowed for digitization and sharing of this archival audio, was made possible by a grant from the U.S. Institute of Museum and Library Services, grant number MA 30190681198119. This, uh, this still I've never seen before. I think this is... Uh, this is the what is that on... Oh, the conquering power. Oh, I've got some really some mm -hmm. funny ones here. There's a picture that was made in Spain when I was there. I went to a studio. Mm -hmm. Is Mr. Inger with this picture? No, no, Rex wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And there's Ibanez when oh. he was in Nice. Oh, yes, that's an interesting one. I don't think that's ever been published before, has it? I doubt it. Mm -hmm. And here, oh, do you remember Ralph Barton, Johnny? Oh, sure. There's a picture of Ralph Barton. He, uh, I don't know what happened to yeah, him. Was he the man who wrote uh, the man uh, and the book? Yes, he was a good, funny. He was the, a, quite an artist. The book no one knows and the man no one knows. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. probably. I know that he used to do an awful lot of paintings. And was this at the and period and, uh, of uh, where the payment ends? No, that was... Um, the Conquering Power. He was the art director. Was he on The Conquering Power? Yes, he was. The I didn't man, the man was the author. Or is this a, a brother? Or? No, this is uh, Barton. Oh. Ralph Barton. Mm -hmm. Ralph Barton. I don't think he was an... I, I think he wrote a book, but... Uh, he wrote several, he wrote several books, uh, books there. But I didn't know that he, he was really... He was, he was on The Conquering He committed suicide, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. He did. Yes. Mm -hmm. He thought life was... His insomnia was too much for him to endure. This is uh, this is a still that uh, one of the stills that Mr. Sides has loaned me. It's a very interesting group from the Yes, that's, that's a good. That's where I was the the godmother of the uh, French chasseur alpine mm -hmm. oh, thing. Yes. You know, went over there with my dogs one day. There. Mm -hmm. This is a director, Emmett Flynn. Do you remember Emmett Flynn? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Emmett Flynn there? I wouldn't recognize him, but the name is very familiar to me. He did the Connecticut Yankee. Emmett J. There's Flynn. a picture of Rex. What's oh, that's a beauty, isn't it? Well, he looks a little bit like um, Errol Errol Flynn. Flynn, doesn't he? He did look like, and there he is smiling. He mm -hmm. never liked himself smiling. Uh, very much, uh, but I always kind of like it. One doesn't recognize his face as easily. Yes. This, this is the expression that one recognizes. Well, the only people I yes. recognize in yes. this picture, Amos Flynn. There's somebody by the name of Sullivan John or Donovan John or... Ford. This oh, John Ford. John, is that John Ford? Ford? I don't know who this fellow is. Uh, that's John Ford, Rex Engelman, and Amos Flynn. Mm -hmm. There's... Uh, uh, oh, that's a stunning one. Mm -hmm. Is it possible, Mr. Malcolm uh, St. Clair and Peter oh, yes. Laurie and Brian Donlevy? One time we went over in the studio oh, on a yes, set yes. to see. Is it possible that I can cajole you out of allowing Eastman House to copy yes, some of these for yes, our I'll give you uh, some of these tales for them because I don't want them anymore. Oh, wonderful. And I've wonderful. often, as I've been written to about ten times, really, from oh, someone. Yes the film museum mm -hmm. or someone they wanted stills mm -hmm. or they wanted contracts or anything uh, of Rex's that yes. uh, they mm -hmm. could get and I don't know at the time I just didn't feel like looking yes. it all up you know I have them mm -hmm. all over the house they're in chests and underneath so I just didn't uh, get them out but mm -hmm. I was going to one day 
give them to him. To him so I'd be delighted to give them to you. Oh, wonderful. There's an awful lot of Michael Ireland. Oh, yes. I don't know the man, that, man uh, with the green hat. Nazimova. Ah. Newman Scaramouche. Is this Braven over here? That <coughs> is uh, Humphrey, William Humphreys. Oh, the director. And Rex, and I don't know... Well, he always it. spoke very well of him, didn't he? Oh, that yes. You mentioned that to me on your table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very well. Mm, Ramo, no, this is Valentino. Who's the, uh, the gal standing next to you? Oh. That uh, French woman, she was the one that sang the Marseillaise oh, in, in, the, in the, uh, the picture. Oh, in the in, yes, I think yes. in the Four yes, Horsemen, I and uh, I don't know what her name is. And then there's Zimova. Mm -hmm. And there's Mary Garden. Oh, I'd like to see that one. Oh, yes. This must have been of the period. This must have been that was about, during Mary uh, Nostrum, because... It's, yes, it's that's Mary Nostrum. There's Tony. Mm -hmm. And Evanius. Is that... Uh, and Mrs. Is Evanius. Mathis here? No, that's Mrs. Evanius. Oh, she looks a lot June Mathis. wasn't around in those days. <laughs> yes, I think she did too. Irving Thalberg. Rex. Oh. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. it looks as if you're wearing your. Would this have been as early as The Conquering Power? No, that was a picture called The Great Divide. I did oh, a picture with I Conway Terrell. I've never forgotten that. that uh, the man, uh, Wallace Beery, Wallace I think, ogling you from the balcony. Well, to tell you the truth, I can hardly remember that I can. Picture. I can remember it, yes. We made it twice. I remember you know, your hair. Something happened, the direct... Oh, that was a funny thing, because in... Um, when I was out at Innsville, when we first moved to Innsville to... I think it was called the Triangle. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. that's right. I started a picture with William... Uh, Reginald Barker. Yes. And Roy Neal. And yes. they didn't like me in the picture, and I. It was called. Or what was it about? Well, it was a, a controversial thing: a Negro and a white girl. Free and equal. Uh, free and equal. Free and equal. Because it was never released at the time. It was you held had up. a marvelous memory. It was held up, and it was released about 1924, around then. Long time afterwards. Yes, and they put Gloria Hope in the. Gloria film. Hope. And I had all my clothes made for this picture, and one day I walked out to the studio, I wasn't working, and I saw Gloria Hope going by in all my finery, you know. <laughs> and it just nearly broke my heart because I knew I was out, you know. And Barker couldn't, I, I couldn't do anything for Barker. And uh, Ince would come down, and I could do it for Ince, and the minute Ince would leave, Barker would say, no, that's not it. So anyway, they took me out of the park. And when I went out to do The Great Divide, uh, Rex said go out because I'd never worked with anyone but Rex and so mm -hmm. Rex said go out and get your salary established and I think I was getting about 750 so I went out to see Irving and uh, he said how much do you want and I said $2,500 and he said oh that's a lot of money and I said I think it is too <laughs> don't give it to me you know and uh, <laughs> huh? no he didn't say yes but he, he um, said well you uh, would you go down and see Mr. Mayor so I went down to see Mr. Mayor and uh, he asked me why I wanted 2500 and I said, well, uh, I was on my way back to New York, and I had this little arrow boy over here with us. Mm -hmm. And I, had to, I said, I had to send him to school, and he said, we'll send him to school. So I said, well, no, because I've sold my car. We'll give you a car. I said, well, I can't because I'm living with my mother, and I don't want to live with her. We'll pay you so much a week. <clears throat> so in the end, I think I got more than the 2500 
dollars, and when I went back to see uh, Irving, he said, well, I thought that Louis B. Mayer was going to do a good job, and here he's giving you more than I would have, you know. So I had to do that picture, and I was terrified. Just simply terrified, because I'd never worked with anybody. Then, the top of it all, Irving said, Mr. Reginald Barker's directing the picture, and I said, well, that finishes it, because he doesn't like me. I was taken out of a picture of his, and he won't have me in the picture. And he said, oh, yes, he'll have you. <laughs> and I went down to see um, Reginald Barker, and he was delighted. He was just as nice to me as he could be. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the picture, Barker was taken off of the picture. Who finished it, do you remember? Stahl, John Stahl. Mm. And I never felt so horrible about anything in my life, you know, as when uh, uh, Barker was taken off that picture. Oh. Had you been, did you get along very well during the... Yes, the I got along fine with mm -hmm. him, and he was just as nice to me as he could mm -hmm. be. I remember your hair. You were uh, uh, there was one scene where you, you mean my my wig? Yes, your blonde wig. I you know I didn't know that was a wig until no, because everybody's hair looked like a wig. <laughs> I suddenly no. came to that conclusion no. that I've seen some of these old pictures and now I know why mine didn't look like a wig. They all look like wigs. They were curled tight, and the whole thing was such a fuzzy bit that uh, no one, uh, they all looked like wigs. I didn't know. Now they make nice wigs, you know. But in those days, people that you know, the Marcel, when you had your hair Marcel, <laughs> was just as tight. Was there only one picture where you wore it and, and your natural dark hair? Was that in the, in the Arab? The Arab I wore mm -hmm. uh, my own. And then I wore my own hair <coughs> in a picture called The Three Passions. Well, that was a lady, but I, was I, I had blonde hair. I, mm -hmm. I had my mm -hmm. own hair bleached mm -hmm. and cut very short. You were telling me about how you met Mr. Ingram. Oh, I worked at uh, the Brunton studio, and I, I think it was with, um, what's his name, that old actor that always played, the little colonel. Oh, Henry B. Walthall. Henry B. Walthall, yes. and Mary Anderson, and I played mm -hmm. a maid, and I think she threw a book at me or something. Mm -hmm. And I only worked with Rex that time, and the next time... This was at Universal? Oh, no. Uh, the Brunton yes, studio. Yes. And then I worked in a picture at Universal called The Day She Paid. And Rex balled me oh, he out. directed that, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. unmercifully. And mm -hmm. I walked off the set. I wouldn't go back. Mm -hmm. So he came after me. And then I think he left or and went in the army. And when he came back, he called up and he was going to do uh, Shore Acres. Mm -hmm. And I played a little part in Shore Acres. Mm -hmm. He called me up and, and uh, I went to the studio and I got this little part. I didn't have anything to do. Mm -hmm. And um, That was Alice Lake, wasn't it? Alice Lake. Edward Cowan. And then I did The Four Horsemen, mm -hmm. I think. Hearts of Trumps, dear. Hearts of Trumps. Then he put me in the lead in Hearts of Trumps, and that was horrible. Because <laughs> I had black hair, I had two sort of long teeth <laughs> that were down here, and Rex said, you have to go and get your teeth fixed, and you have to do something else, get thin, I did everything, and I've often said afterwards, what gave you the idea in the first place, you know, to cast me for it, because I wasn't anything like what he picked out in the beginning. By the yeah. way, honey, I did suggest the blonde wig. Well, you remember, Johnny, we were up in the, the publicity department, or in the makeup department, and somebody put this blonde yeah, pancake on my head, and my yeah. own hair was showing. We talked about that, too. Mm -hmm. so I suggest the blonde wig. Yes, and you remember we worked about three days before we ever saw it? We didn't see any rushes? I never saw it on on the screen, and I what? went into the projection room, 
and I hadn't acted before, I hadn't been a blonde before, and I suddenly saw this uh, stranger on the screen mm -hmm. with blonde hair, and of course, Jolly made me look like a million dollars, you know. I was so delighted, I, I thought, oh, this is nothing to it, you know. And I, and I sort of never forget that. You uh, wore it for the first time then, and what, Hearts and Trumps? Hearts and Trumps. And then came the Four Horsemen. Then we did the Four Horsemen. And of course, I must ask you about Valentino. Well, Valentino, I had worked extra with, hmm. I think, at the Universal Studio with Hollybar. I had a little part, and Valentino had sort of had a little part. Mm -hmm. Was that a Dorothy Phillips film? Dorothy Phillips. Yeah. And uh, this is also long ago, you know, I can hardly remember it. And uh, then, when I was in the picture and they got Valentino, we sort of said hello, you know, yes. mm -hmm. because we kind of worked extra. And I used to go out with him. We used to go out dancing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we started the picture. And I remember coming out of the projection room one day, and, and I said to Valentino, or Valentino said to me, uh, how are you <laughs> in the scene? I said, I was fine, how are you, you know? Nobody looked at the other one, we were just looking at ourselves, you know? <laughs> I don't think I ever saw anybody in a picture but myself. Did you know from the beginning on The Four Horsemen that you had a big film, or did it sort of just uh, develop and evolve gradually? Well, I don't think so. Do you, Johnny? You did? Because I remember all the jokes that ride through Marcus Rowe's pockets or rode the four horsemen. You remember it cost $600,000 and that was enormous in those days? Impossible and very extravagant. I think Rex probably did, too. Well, I did, too. You know, I look, all I was hoping was to... I used to go to work on the streetcar, I know, and I had to get up at five o'clock and I had to study French and I used to study it on the street streetcar going was to the that studio. Required, you mean, for your part? Well, Rex made me do it. It mm -hmm. was a silent picture, but he made mm -hmm. us speak French. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah, good. Very good. Really? And it was so funny because uh, I had all these titles and I'd learn them on the streetcar and then I had to walk from the end of the streetcar on Larchmont to the studio and then we'd get on the set and nobody else spoke French. But I think Valentino had a mm -hmm. he could speak French. And I finally got down to where nobody paid much attention to me. I'd speak a French title. And I learned one very well, and I spoke the same title. <laughs> nobody could tell the difference, you know. Valentino finally said, if you say that one title, tell me again, I'm going <laughs> to... So then Rex got onto it, and I had to learn the rest. But that was a... Oh, I was just so glad when that picture was over. You were? Why was it? Was it difficult making it or what? Oh, I, it was difficult for me because it was my first picture and it all seemed to be so important. Mm, well. And, uh, you know, I thought, I'm going to ruin the whole thing. I'll be in it and the picture will be finished and there I'll be, you know. Oh, you're very stunning in it. There's a print at Eastman House and there's one at the Museum of Modern Art and it's, the picture holds up just beautifully. Well, of course, as we were talking the other night, in those days, you know, everybody overacted. I they acted. So, you, they no. didn't call it overacting then, but I mean, I certainly couldn't do the things that other people did. No, so I that I was always adequate. Every time I read a review, I was adequate. You know, I got so. No, no. On, on the contrary, now that looking at your performance, it looks uh, very restrained and. and uh, well, now it looks normal the way they yes. do now. But mm -hmm. in those days, I was uh, always being. Of course, Rex didn't exaggerate too much. Mm -hmm. You know, he was he was pretty easy. 
and yeah. he didn't let people overact. Mm -hmm. But I remember going to see the, Monsieur Beaucaire one night, and it was made six or seven years after The Four Horsemen, and everybody roared in the theater, and I thought, this is going to be dreadful mm -hmm. to have to sit through this, and no, no one laughed. I think there was maybe one scene that people kind of snickered at, but it, it wasn't ridiculous, mm -hmm. and it was yes. several, several years later. Mm -hmm. Did you have to do? Um, was there a rough cut of the of the of the film, and then you had, it was decided that additional scenes should be done? And was there much work done? Uh, see what I mean? Did they keep expanding the thing? Do you remember, Johnny? I don't. I don't think so. I think we just went right from one set to the other, and know. just mm -hmm. as exactly as we mm -hmm. were. Don't you think it's only the picture, or there was some of those allegorical things like here, the horseman riding through the sky? Then the picture is really made approximately as planned. From the yes, I yeah. think it, it probably ran over a, a little in time. Mm -hmm. You know. No, the script was finished the day we finished the picture. The script was finished, yes. The picture and the script were finished the same day. And mm -hmm. the actors. Including <laughs> 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 myself. That's what it is. Then did you go almost immediately into the conquering power? Was there, some, was there a, a lapse in between? No, then I went over to see Mr. Lasky for um, the Sheik. Valentino was going to uh, do the... the sh mm -hmm. No, we did The Conquering Power. It was after The Conquering Power that I went over to see uh, Lasky. Was The Conquering Power the first thing that you did after The Four Horsemen? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure. That was made more quickly, wasn't it? Yes, that was quite an easy picture, as I remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember too much about The Conquering Power outside of those scenes with the gold. Pulsating, you know, and the hands coming out of the gold. I remember I, I was awfully unhappy in one scene because Rex put a little lace cap on my head, and I thought I looked silly in it. Yes, and I just uh, I cried and everything to keep from wearing this little hat, and it was one of the best scenes in the picture. I think afterwards, it really looked good. Was it dur uh, during the making of the Conquering Power just shortly afterward that you were married? Is it no, right? we got married uh, sort of in the middle of the Prisoner's End. Oh, that was a little later. Mm -hmm. Then, after you finished the Conquering Power, then there was a possibility that you would do the Sheik, is that right? Yes, then I went over to see um, Mr. Lasky, and he wanted me to do the Sheik with Valentino with George Milford. Well, I knew George Milford very mm -hmm. well. And uh, Rex said, you can't do it because I'm going to do Turn to the Right. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, talk to them because it's always good to, you sure. know, mm -hmm. yep. for the other studio. So I talked to Mr. Lasky and uh, George Melford I knew very well and um, I knew I couldn't do it and the time kept getting closer and I finally said to George, who are you going to get if uh, I don't, if I can't do the picture because I, I know Rex is counting on Mr. Ingram, mm -hmm. is counting on go, uh, doing another picture and I'm going to be in it and he said, well I don't know who I'd get and I said, well why don't you get I think it was Anne Forrest. Do you remember well, a girl? Was finally in it? Agnes Ayres? Agnes Ayres was yeah. finally in it. Yeah. But I didn't think of Agnes Ayres, and I said, why didn't, because Anne Forrest had just made a picture with him, and he said, mm -hmm. oh, I wouldn't have her in the picture, in this picture, because her uh, ankles and her hands are large. And I, I thought at the time, he couldn't have looked at me and picked out the worst part, that, I mean, that Rex had had so much you know, he's always saying, turn your hand, don't walk mm -hmm. like a longshoreman. 
<laughs> don't stand with your uh, ping pong pa uh, paddle out. And I'd heard too much of this that when I I thought, oh, he didn't even know. I thought, I guess I better go back and go with Rex. So I finally said to George that I, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And then they got Agnes Ayers, and mm -hmm. that was the end of that yeah. little episode. I never sort of went Are back. Are you sorry you weren't in that film or not? Uh, not no, now when I see it. No, I'm delighted. <laughs> Turn to the right. <laughs> <coughs> then we did Turn to the Right. Uh -huh. And then I think The Prisoner of Zenda. Uh, no, that's right. Yeah, the Prisoner of Zenda. Do you remember Zenda. much about Turn to the Right? Or was it, wasn't that wasn't there a race in that? No, I know there was a lot of snow scenes. We were up at um, Lone Pine or someplace. We were running around in the snow. In the Prisoner of Zenda? Oh, well, I don't know where, but I know there was snow in this mm -hmm. turn to the right. It's not funny. I can't remember turn no. to the right. No, that's right. But what was the picture that I I can, I, I know this. Prisoner's End. Yeah, Prisoner's End came after that. Wasn't, uh, what picture had Kilgore and... Joseph Kilgore? Joseph Kilgore. Oh, it was the uh, Conquering Power. Oh. That was the one. Or Ralph Lewis, I think, was in that, too. Yes. The father? No, I meant Hearts of Trumps. Hearts of Trumps. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. Hearts of Trumps is the one I was thinking of. Now tell me about The Prisoner's End, because we have a print on that at Eastman House. The Prisoner's End. That was with Navarro. Oh, we've discovered Navarro before. Yes, and I have that still where Ramon was standing in the... where the woman was singing the Marseillaise. Oh, yes, in that scene. You know, in that scene? In the scene, Tango Palace. In the yeah. Tango Palace. She's recruiting them? I don't know what she was yeah. doing now. I can't, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Well, the prisoners end up. I don't know much, too much about that. I got married in the middle of it, and, mm -hmm. and uh, we went to San Francisco. I don't know whether that was after the picture. We moved down there on uh, Castle Place. And we went to three picture shows the day we were married. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you see? You Just for a change. <laughs> I saw Mary Pickford in something. Oh. And I don't know who the other... That's probably Tess of the Storm Country. Well, yeah, I, uh, I went with you. I think you did, Johnny. I think Johnny went on our honeymoon with us <laughs> to the picture <laughs> show. What was it, Tess of the Storm Country? No, it was the day after. We went to a couple of days. Oh. <laughs> I remember, but I've, uh, yes, I remember. I don't know exactly whether I know we went to a couple of uh, pictures. I don't know exactly whether it was the same mm -hmm. day or not. You know. And then we moved down there, and uh, I get so confused these yes, pictures I know. in uh, in the meantime. You remember much about working with Barbara Lamar and that? I don't think you were in. No, any I don't think I was her. in many scenes with Barbara Lamar. And, uh, you're, you're both in the place, but you're sort of separated. You're never no. Yes, she, uh, and Edith Allen also was in that picture. Honey, she was in Scaramouche. Scaramouche, that's right. Oh. Stuart Holmes was uh, the villain. He was a leading man. <laughs> yeah, Black Michael. Yes, he's Black Michael. Uh, and um, Navarro was um, Rupert of Hensall. And uh, Louis Stone, Stone was... Uh, Louis Stone had the, the dual role. The dual role. Yeah. And I saw a scene of that the other night on television, mm -hmm. but they didn't mention my name. They mentioned Louis Stone, and I thought the scene looked rather familiar, you know. 
What section was it? It was, uh, I think, if love were all, I would follow you to the end of the oh, world. Yeah. But if, uh, uh, oh, that's you know. the renunciation scene at yes. the end. Yeah. And then they just sort of panned back or took a medium a medium shot, and I was in the thing, but they didn't mention mm -hmm. it. Then um, came Trifling Women, which you weren't in. That film has always kind of interested me. It, um, that was a remake of, was it Black or Physical? Yes, with um, Cleo Madison. Mm -hmm. Played it before. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the remake was Barbara Lamar. Yes, that's the one where, wasn't that the one where uh, uh, Joe Martin bit uh, Ed Conley? Yes, he was jealous of Barbara Lamar. And uh, the big ape, you know, the oh, chimpanzee. It yeah. <laughs> wasn't one of the actors. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the ape was in love with Barbara. <coughs> the ape? Yeah, yeah. in love with Barbara Lamar? No man could trust him. He was very jealous of all men. Oh, was the ape kept locked up in the cellar? No, the no, he was all around. Was he in, in the picture? Was he, he was in. He was acting oh. in the picture, and oh. Eddie Conley was supposed to put a string of bead, uh, pearls, I think, on, uh, give it to Lamar. Barbara, Lam Barbara Lamar. And Barbara put it on the ape's neck. And she put it on the ape's neck, and uh, Conley started to reach for it, and the monkey bit uh, his thumb, I think. Hmm. And you remember that uh, Rex screamed, everybody yelled because it was so long before the trainer got in there. He said, why weren't you watching? And um, they ran it afterwards, and Johnny hadn't had time to stop well, before that trainer was in there. There were a few frames. It was so fast. I mean, he was really in there. In, mm -hmm. a, in a short time, mm -hmm. and but he had it all on the camera. No, but hmm. he was. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, Ray felt bad the ape's, uh, and Mike was Mike for sure was going to hit him over the head with his hammer, but Curly Secker, the train wouldn't let him go. So Curly finally got Joe away from him, and then then he gave Joe a whip uh, over the That's and took on himself. No. So he beat uh, Joe half to death. Don't think. Mm -hmm. But he gave Joe the whip also, because, but Joe was not as, as accurate as Kurt. I don't uh, remember that. I don't think I was on the no, set no, that day that it uh, happened. Mm. And I just saw it on the, you know, the little bit of film that ran. Did you go down there and watch it much while it was in, in production? I was learning to cook, <laughs> I think, at that time. Oh, I was going to... Yeah. I did the first meal I ever cooked, I think I cooked everything that... I had chicken, I had a roast, because I thought there'll only be one thing that would be good. It took me all day. I called up everybody in town and said, how do you do this? I had mashed potatoes, uh, shoestring potatoes, German fried potatoes. I had everything, and it, I was exhausted. I was a total wreck. No, but I mean, uh, when he got home, it was like a banquet, you know, just the two of us. And Rex said, oh, let's do this every day. And I said, I think I'll go back in pictures. <laughs> that was the end of my uh, cooking. Spree. Did, did he have a particular feeling about trifling women? Was this a Oh, film? that was his favorite uh, story because he wrote it, you mm -hmm. know. And he always wanted to make it the second time. Mm -hmm. And I think he wanted Barbara Lamar in the picture. He thought she was a good mm -hmm. type, and she certainly was beautiful. Yes. Uh -huh. On the screen. How do you think the picture would look now? You think it would be? I think that'd be funny. It would. Don't you? Think that would be funny, uh, Johnny? Now, I think it was a little, because uh, even then it was a little <laughs> overdone. I thought, you know, black orchids and tombs and yeah, people going so. downstairs and going crazy. And mm -hmm. remember that scene with Barbara Lamar when she went crazy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she wasn't the best. Is that on? I think. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm,
Well, I mean, she wasn't a great actress, Barbara Lamar. And uh, that scene was a tremendous hit afterwards because they wouldn't let her out of the picture. They just kept grinding. And every time she'd try to get out, somebody would push her back in and she got hysterical. And it, it looked like she had gone mad in the scene, and she nearly did, I think, before they stopped. Hundreds of feet of film. Well, it was fine, though. It was marvelous. But they really got her so that it was a, it was a great scene. But, uh, you know, it was taken a little bit the hard way, I think. No. <laughs> did Mr. Ingram worry much about picture-making when after he left the set and came home, did he sit there at, at dinner and uh, think about the next day or something that had gone wrong uh, during the day? Or how did he take it? I don't he think he... After, once he left no, I think he, uh, he always had somebody around that was on the picture, mm -hmm. either planning for the next day or... You know, the, Bring home the dinner, you mean? Or yes, I, I don't mm -hmm. think we were ever sort of not doing the picture mm -hmm. when we were doing it. Mm -hmm. Even later on, he'd go out in the daytime while the picture was going on sometimes and forget it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But not, uh, but yes, he not came, in the evening. He was pretty intensely absorbed while the thing was in production. Yes. yes. I don't remember. I don't think he... Then, let me see. Then there's a picture you like pretty well called Where the Pavement Is. Yes, I always like where the pavement is. Our favorite scene. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, we took one scene of me falling in a door. I was supposed to have been in a storm. And we were running around in with airplane propellers and the wind and rain. And I stepped on a crab in the mud, I remember. You know those big land crabs down there at Miami? And I lost my shoe. It was a horrible experience to do. Uh, for the picture. And then we had this scene on the inside where I fell in. And I think we must have taken that how many times? There was quite a number of times, but that's the second hardest scene I ever did in my life. I think it was. We had 32 mirrors on that scene because we had a very short uh, generator. We only have 200 foot candles on the set. We had to use the other 600 for the lightning. Hmm. And then I had to be wet. Yes, I'm sure. And somehow or other, when the dress was wet, it, it was all right when you were running around in the rain, but when mm -hmm. in, in the inside, it looked awful. I looked awful. And finally, Johnny said, well, let's take it one day. And I think you said, let's don't wet the dress. And it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> the dress was just one of those horrible colors that yeah. when it uh, got wet, just went black. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what, Johnny was, um, it seemed like every time we uh, woke up in the morning, we had that scene falling in the door. That uh, that was taken down Florida, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Thirty-two mirrors, one lighting machine. I was transported from one window, go clear around to the door. Fortunately, Miami was closed. We took uh, twenty-four mirrors from the hotel. Hmm. And then I remember. Um, <laughs> well, it's, uh, no. I remember one other scene in that. We had a platform scene. We were supposed to be looking out a window. And I was up on this platform, and the sun was going, and the light was going, and we were leaving, I think, the next day, or we didn't want to do it again. And after we got all through, and I got off of the platform, and everybody backed up, I found out I had my wristwatch on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I never mentioned it. Oh. Well. And I told, uh, I think, Grant. And uh, I said, you think I ought to tell it? And Grant said, well, don't tell it because I think I can cut around no. it, so I never mentioned it. How long did the film take in its entirety? Was, was it in production very long, or was it a fairly easy one to do? Oh, no, we were there quite a long time, weren't we? We went to Cuba, too. Pioneer in Cuba. And I fell in the water there. 
Remember Mike Fitzgerald was uh, uh, doubling, and not doubling, but going through to show me where to go? Uh, Gordon Abel and Mike Fitzgerald had just been assistant cameraman. They're also stuntmen. Yeah. But I think uh, Gordon had the presence of mind to jump in. He jumped in after when, me. When Ramon uh, lost you. Well, because I, when yeah, I got yeah, in, you see, when uh, whoever was going through the scene to show me where to go, mm -hmm. got into this torrent, well, they had pants on, you yeah, know, yeah. trousers. Yeah. But when I got on, I had these full skirts, and the water hit between mm -hmm. these skirts yeah. and just knocked my feet out. And, of course, we had a rope there to hang on, but uh, <laughs> Ramon couldn't hang on to the rope and me, too. So I was going, you know, I was gone. It was Gordon who jumped And Gordon jumped in and, and uh, caught me. I went by, you know, a so big rock. Anyway, Rex is very abusive to Ramon. I said, well, Rex, for God's sake, Ramon was bad, but at least thank Gordon for keeping us from being badly hurt. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Ramon couldn't uh, yeah. do anything about me because he was, uh, it was really a quite a strong mm -hmm. uh, torrent, you know. Mm -hmm. Those are the only, um, uh, and I remember Ramon. You could have been badly hurt, though, yeah. Well, I, I suppose I could have. I don't... Uh, well, I always admired Gordon for jumping in and stopping you. And I always remember Gordon for doing it, too, you know. Sure. Sure. Well, I might not have been here taping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you were. Now, let me see. Then you came back, and that same year you made uh, Scaramouche. Scaramouche. Mm-hmm. In the French Revolution. Oh, yes, yes. Now I remember we went to New York, and uh, we left there and came out here, and we got all our costumes in the funny scare. That's the one that Edith Allen was on. Yeah, and uh, Ramon. That seemed to be an easy picture to me. I don't remember having any difficulty. There was nothing. It went along normally. Yeah, for you it was fine. Was that bad for you? Well, there's a lot of work. <laughs> well, you know, every man for himself in this business. <laughs> when I got through, it was over, you know. I'm That's the one where you wore the white wig. Oh, yes. Oh, that, yes, of course. That's the, the one picture that I think I look the best in. Really? Mm-hmm. Those pictures with that white wig and that black hat. Oh, yes. Johnny always had close-ups that everybody, you know, just sort of thought were marvelous. Including me. <laughs> and, and me. I was more enthused than anyone. I, I really liked that uh, white wig and the black velvet dresses. and The costumes were beautiful on that picture. And Ramon was good. He was easy to work with. And I thought he was awfully good in that. I really thought Ramon was excellent in that uh, Stone, scare so right Yes, but Louis Stone, you know, he was a well-known actor, and mm -hmm. Louis Stone was hard to work with. He was? Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought, I uh, Louis Stone, you know, you were there, but mm -hmm. Louis Stone did his business, and if you were, uh, uh, knew what you were doing, fine, but if you didn't, he didn't help you. But with other people, with Valentino and with Ramon, I mean, you work together, they kind of mm -hmm. help you. Yeah. I suppose Louis Stone was too good for us, mm -hmm. you know, and he kind of was, um, he was a little cold to work mm -hmm. with. You don't have him, you know, we hmm? uh, sacrificed a little of you uh, in prison assembly just to please this old character. Really? In the prisoner's answer? Yeah. Hmm. I remember in one picture, I don't know whether it was Scaramouche, Lou Stone, was, they were taking a close-up, 
and I guess you were taking it because Mike Fitzgerald was there. Because I did one picture afterwards uh, with Lou Stone that you weren't, uh, it was out at Metro, Victor Seastrom. And um, Mike Fitzgerald was shading the camera. I'll never forget it. I was giving them, him the title. And Mike was, Lou was right here, you know, like this. And Mike was about as close as I am. <clears throat> and Mike was shading this, and he was just right in Lewis Stone's face for about 15 minutes. And then finally they turned on the lights for the, all the rehearsal, and Mike said, gee, these Cooper Hewitt lights certainly make people look awful. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou Stone walked off the set. <laughs> I'm a little out of sequence. I'm not sure whether the Arab came next for you. Or there were some films that you made without Mr. Ingram, weren't there? Like, for instance, there was Sackcloth and Scarlet. <laughs> what does that say? <laughs> That's just a well-forgotten. Oh, really? Those two pictures, they were never very... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Any, Any Woman. Woman. With Henry King. With Henry King. Oh. And Sackcloth and Scarlet, was that Henry King, too? Yes, and uh, that was Sammy Goldwyn. Mm -hmm. And that was Dorothy Sebastian's first film. No, it was Robert Kane. I'm sorry, oh. Robert Kane. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dorothy Sebastian. Mm -hmm. And a fellow that was afterwards... Um, uh, in the government down here, Orville Caldwell. He had something to do with the mayor's office, or I think he quit pictures after that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Too discouraging. <laughs> do those come in there, or do they come after the Arab? They oh. were, I think, after Scaramouche, we did um, the Arab. Mm -hmm. That was about 1924. Then I came back here, and I think I did the Great Divide. Mm -hmm. Then I think I did... Um, Sackcloth and Scarlet, and any yeah. woman. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to do Mary Nostrum. Went back to yeah. Europe. Yeah. And Rex had been over there. Tony left in 24, and I got over there in 25. Tony Gaudio? And they'd been, uh, no, oh. Tony uh, Marino. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And they'd been working all that time, and I hadn't, uh, I, I was here six months after they started mm -hmm. the picture. Let's go back a little bit, though, to just before the era. Now, this is... Um, how did uh, Mr. Ingram happen to persuade them to uh, allow him to go abroad and make pictures? Was it difficult, or were they so enthusiastic about this, the success of this rising young director that they'd allow him? Well, I think at that time Rex could do almost anything if mm -hmm. he wanted to go, and then uh, where the payment ends, I don't know whether it was ever a financial success, but they liked it. Mm -hmm. yes. They were very enthused about the mm -hmm. picture. So I think locations uh, sort of they stopped frightening them, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, when he wanted to go to Africa, mm -hmm. and he liked the story, which was Edgar Selwyn's, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Ramon was very well known then, mm -hmm. after Scaramouche, so he made a good Arab. How did they decide to let you uh, uh, wear your dark hair in that? For contrast, or what? Or I don't know. I, I don't remember now why I wore my own hair. Well, Rex always liked my own hair. I, I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I never did like uh, myself on the screen with dark hair. Well, I got so used to you in the blonde wig, not knowing it was a wig, that I thought that the other looked fake. Well, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> it was probably just combed simply, <laughs> so it looked like a wig. <laughs> no, I don't know why. I think I had a wig made, but I had it in uh, dark hair. Mm -hmm. I had it made in Paris, but it, they didn't know how to make wigs there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds funny to say that now, but it did look worse than the ones here, mm -hmm. you know. 
Did you like going on location like that? Was it was it fun and interesting for you? Well, the only thing is that I went to uh, uh, Africa first with Jean Damarie, Johnny, and Rayfield, I think, and Rex, and they left me every place in all these little. Uh, were you there, Johnny? Did you take that first trip for locations? You must have. No, I didn't because I was stuck uh, doing something here. I don't know what it was, but uh, so I met you in Paris. Uh, oh, that's... Rex is already in Tunis. Yes, that's why but I don't anyway, quite remember uh, you. We looked for a plenty of locations in Tunis after I got there. Yes, I think Rex, you know, yeah. probably wanted to go and look for them first. Yeah, we picked up all those English actors, English... Yes, actors and I know that we uh, started from Algiers and we drove through to Tunis. And we stopped at Boussaida and all these little mm -hmm. places, Sidi Boussaida. Mm -hmm. And Rex would go out to look for locations or whatever he mm -hmm. went out to look for. And I used to be in these little hotels. Mm -hmm. And all the Arabs, they, I'd never been away f from here, only mm -hmm. to the, uh, Florida that time. Mm -hmm. And they were a little frightened. There were funerals always going by and this mm -hmm. loud uh, sort of chanting. Mm -hmm. And I was always terrified. Nobody ever wrote me. <laughs> you know, because they couldn't oh. find me, and I was I was lonesome, and I was crying all the time. And when we got to Paris, or one place, Rex got mail, and I said I didn't get any, and I started crying. He said, "You can have my mail," and it made me mad. <laughs> so I didn't enjoy that part. Then afterwards, when we went back on the picture, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Where did you do interiors for it? Did you do those, or was a lot of it done just on location? In Paris, wasn't Paris. it? I don't. Did I ever do any pictures in uh, any interiors, Johnny? I don't remember doing no, any. You're on me, but uh, we did the interiors. I know you did them. I don't think I ever worked in a studio in Paris. I doubt it because I think. You I think I, everything I had was outside mm -hmm. or in something in Tunis. A lot of it still that shows a big tent that, and then you see you. You'd be sitting in the in the doorway of the tent with the Ramon, and then there'd be something going on outside in the background. Yeah. No, I don't think I did. Most of that was the Arab uh, people. When you did those desert scenes, did you go out, did you stay there overnight or did you always go back to the, the hotel or the village during the, the day and then, then, or at night, then go back again in the morning? Did you ever camp out in the desert in a tent? No. No, I guess we went back to the hotel. Yeah. I know that when we did uh, Mary Nostrum, I, I remember sort of going to paste him, we stayed there. But uh, on the Arab, I think we mm -hmm. just worked around the hotel. Then after of the era, then you came back and you did the three pictures that you listed for me. And then in the meantime, Mr. Ingram and Mr. Seitz were preparing Maranostrum. Is that right? They worked on it about six months before you, you returned to... Yes, before I got over there, they'd been yeah. working quite a long time mm -hmm. with the other uh, people doing the first part of the picture and with Tony. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know whether they ever did any boat boat. I don't know what the submarine they were doing, out. really. No, the submarine scenes were made afterwards. They were getting a studio. You, they mm -hmm. had to get the studio and get that ready. They built the studio. They built the studio. That's what actually mm -hmm. they, they were yes. doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when I got over there, they were working, and we left right away for uh, Naples. Mm -hmm. What scenes did you do in Naples? We did the aquarium way? scene, and I oh, had that. to... Oh, uh, that. You have to tell me about that. Is that is one of the well, scenes I was just that every, did nobody saw that picture who had forgotten that scene? There's the day we left for Naples. Oh, yes. Got that, yes. We were waiting there at the boat. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. But we only did the exterior of the museum 
the aquarium. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I had to walk downstairs. I think I only had about two scenes, and I was terrified because I didn't think I could play the part. I'd never played that kind of a part. All mine were the kind of parts, if you ran after me, I ran. If you <laughs> beat me, I wept, you know. But I hadn't had to, I hadn't had a good part like uh, mm. Mary Nostrum before. Mm. So I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to do it, and I was very nervous on location. Mm -hmm. And I was always terrified of that aquarium thing with the octopus. Looked, it sounded awful, you know, the script. Well, it mm -hmm. And it was one of the quickest scenes we did and one of the, one of the mm -hmm. easiest. Mm -hmm. And one of the best in the picture, really. Mm -hmm. What do you remember about, where did you shoot the, uh, what scenes did you do in Naples? What, what sections of the film did you do there? What parts? Well, I only remember myself doing that one scene coming mm -hmm. out of the museum. And you had some chase scenes, didn't yes, you? Yes, quite a few. The chase scenes with Tony running up these little narrow streets mm -hmm. after this uh, German spy, I suppose, mm -hmm. he yeah. was. It's a tough place to work. Nathan. And some boat scenes and uh, the main street when Tony, when the sun was looking for him. Wasn't that made in yes. Naples? Yes. And a scene with an old uh, woman where Tony goes back to ask for family, or mm -hmm. this yeah. son, and the son had gone, and mm -hmm. some woman they, they got there, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she was an actress. And that was about all we did in mm -hmm. uh, Naples, and the rest was done in Marseille and, and the studio. Mm -hmm. Where did you do the scene where you shot at the spy? Outside of Nice someplace. Yes. Uh, Not too far. Mm -hmm. Was it a difficult scene for you? It wasn't. No, not, none of that picture was difficult for me because mm -hmm. of, it was a good part. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything when you've got a good part. <laughs> you know, it's when you don't have anything to do that it's hard. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's really. Uh, I I was so terrified of it, and then afterwards I found it was the easiest one I'd ever mm -hmm. done. Because all the others, I was always crying, misunderstanding the mm -hmm. leading man, yeah. and yeah. always making up things really. Now tell me about the end of it. You said there was something rather amusing about Oh, I was going to... Uh, Johnny, you remember the day we did the undersea stuff? The first uh, sort of test we took, and I was down like this, and Tony was up as high as he could get, and you were grinding fast, I think, and we had a, a fish thing here yeah, with a pipe behind our heads, and I came up very fast, I think, or slow, and Tony let himself down to the same level, and I said, Ulysses, and Tony said, Amphitrite, and when we <laughs> put it on the screen, we came, took us forever to get up, it was in slow motion, yeah. and I said, <laughs> and huge <laughs> bubbles came out. <laughs> and Tony said, Amphitrite, and more bubbles came out. Oh, it was, it, everybody just sat around and screamed at that scene. And we did it again. That was fine, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. Well, I think it was just a test, and we were mm -hmm. just testing yeah, it, you know. Mm -hmm. You should have said it about half, uh, half speed. <laughs> 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 and of course, it was funny because Ray Moyer and two or three. What was the fellow Palmer? What was the fellow that did the undersea, the, the trick photography over there? Well, I mean, he just uh, he just built the the, 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 the uh, set. Uh, Palmer. Palmer. And everybody was running around with fish on strings, as well, I remember. Well, we, had the, we had the fish in the studio, and we had this, uh, this thing in front, and the bad glass, 
It was a wild scene. <laughs> it came out beautiful. It was a complicated uh, it came out very uh, thing to take it, you know. Hmm. But it came out so marvelous. And I still don't know how all the other was done with the floating up. and. Hmm. Yeah, well, what did we do eventually on that scene, Johnny, to get Tony's hair to stand up? Because you remember in the long shot when he came down, his hair was sort of... It's because he wasn't in the water. Well, we used the wind machine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because it looked good, and, I, and it he, suddenly he, occurred to me last night, I wonder how we got the... But he wasn't in water. Mm-hmm. Made it difficult. Yes. If he had been in water, it would have been insensitive. Yeah. We used wind machines. Mm-hmm. How did he let himself down? Was he on a... Uh, well, that John will have to tell you. He had wire. Because just, in this, in, just for the close-up, we were just, you know, that far mm-hmm. apart, and we just came into the scene like yeah. that. Was it the final scene that you shot, or did you do it earlier? Is it the very last scene that you made? I don't think so. It would have been easier for me and for everyone if we put you both in the water, which you would do. No, Why, no. I wonder? Huh? Why? Well, you could have, you could have done the scene in the water. Probably I couldn't have, I was afraid of the water, maybe. You'd have to hold your breath there. That I would have increased the difficulty for you, I'm sure. You, you listen. had to come up and meet him. <laughs> oh, it, it came out, uh, I thought I was in, you know, when I saw the picture. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I don't remember doing that scene. Cause it was all matched so well, you know. Yes. That was hard doing things over there in that studio. I can imagine. They weren't used to pictures. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had to do everything. Yeah. Everything had to be done. And Johnny mm-hmm. and the, the laboratories... You had to build a laboratory. Everything had to be just from, practically from scratch, you know. Yeah. Nothing was simple. Was this your favorite of all the films that you made? I think so. I know it was Mr. Ingham's favorite, according to the uh, the flap on Mars and the House of Death. Yes, yeah. I, I liked it the best. I think yeah. it was, uh, Tony was awfully good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huey Mack. Do you remember that birthday party we had, Yeah. Johnny? Oh, I got that. Tell me about that, can you? Well, it was my birthday, and Rex told me we had to work that night. And I don't think that should probably should be taped. And um, so we uh, we had this party, and everybody was going to have a very good time. And I didn't know it. And Rex kept me up in the dressing room till everybody got on in the room. And I think we went in there about. I think I got on there at seven and eight. The party was over. <laughs> It, uh, it was the quickest birthday party I ever had. I remember well, I lost... It was in the summertime, and I think the days were rather long. Yeah, you were around for a few hours. I remember I didn't do it. Was, uh, it was a marvelous party. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know that I lost that thing that I wore on my braid. Oh, you, yes, I remember. I it was just a pin. I remember that you wore a braid. And I had braids, and I know we went out and looked at the picture we all had made, made on the outside afterwards. I said, well, I had it then, you mm-hmm. see. There it is in the picture. How did you pronounce your name and the, the character name in that? Uh, Freya. Freya. Mm-hmm. I just want, I often Freya. And that. Who's, whose and idea in the first place was it to make Mara Nostrum? Was that Mr. Ingham's uh, idea? To, had he read the novel and become enthusiastic Yes, about he it? read the novel. So it was in the Bonnier's uh, mm-hmm. stories. Here. And he always liked his uh, things, and I think he probably wanted to go to mm-hmm. uh, yes, Spain. Location. He probably thought he would go to Spain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we ended up going to Nice and... Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to Spain on that picture for anything? Yes, yes, you did, didn't you? We went to Alhambra, and that was all before I got over there. Yes, I did. Was was that footage used in the in the final version yes, or not? Yes, yes, we did with the yes, we did the scenes with the wife. You know. Yes, 
I know that they they went. I, di I didn't uh, go to Spain. I wasn't in that part of the. Yeah. I've forgotten that woman's name. Then came uh, the magician. The stills look very interesting on that. <laughs> Tell me what. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was thinking of Harry Solon about that. I think I told him this. Yes, Harry Solon was on it, and I think Rex did that picture because he wanted uh, uh, Paul Wagner. Mm -hmm. He liked him in the Golem. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he got enthused about that that story, so he mm -hmm. could get Paul Wagner. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think Paul Wagner was a very good actor. No, well, of course he didn't understand English. Right? No, he was, uh, he, he was heavy. He should speak German. He didn't quite understand half what was going on. No, and it was difficult, and uh, yeah. nobody, Rex didn't speak German, mm -hmm. and he had, I can always remember his, Paul Wagner going around, Spiegel, Kuhn, and Powder. He used to yours for his comb, mirror, and powder. Yeah, that's right, That's about all I can remember, and he always was stepping on that train I had. <laughs> I had that gold dress. And every time I turned around, Paul Wagner pulled off the train. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't this a rather melodramatic affair? Wasn't there a, somebody trying to operate on you in that? Or I think so. That go? I don't. You don't recall. I don't remember too mm. much about that. I mm. thought. Uh, we were in the hospital scene and all that. I forgot just what happened. I have two. I know I was on a table once. Yeah. And wasn't he a, a, a mad scientist yes, or something? A hypnotist or something. Yes, Didn't yes. he hypnotize yes. me or? I don't remember too uh, mm -hmm. much about that picture. Were you aware when you were making The Magician that it, it perhaps uh, wasn't as good as some of the other films that you'd made? Or did, did, did you uh, work with just well, as much enthusiasm and hope? No, you work with the same enthusiasm, yeah. I think, but you, you know to begin with that the story yeah. doesn't compare with mm -hmm. uh, Mary Nostrum. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it was a B picture, mm -hmm. really. Yeah. I mean, I suppose... We thought because it was Rex and Paul Wagoner and everything, it would be maybe a better picture. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think it was ever particularly a successful picture. Mm -hmm. Then let me see. Then after The Magician, then I think there must have come um, The Garden of Ella. And in that, you worked uh, with uh, Ivan Petrovich. Ivan Petrovich. And Lee Garms. Well, uh, Ivan Petrovich worked in The Magician, too. Oh, was he in that? Yes, also? he was yes. a leading man in The Magician. Mm -hmm. And then he did The Garden of Valley. He was very good in The Garden of Valley. Mm -hmm. I mean, he looked good. Yes. And well, you, were, you were also... He was a good uh, type. You were in Europe for uh, The Garden of Valley, too, right? Yes, and we went to uh, uh, Algiers again. Mm -hmm. I think twice on that picture. And I, I don't know, that Lee Garms was on that, wasn't he? Yes. Mm -hmm. He just told me about making that this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Yes, he was on, he was on that. We, went, we had a lot of uh, sandstorm scenes in that. Mm -hmm. Did you have wind machines for that? Mm -hmm. He told me that in the back lot, where there was some sort of construction where the sand was made out of, uh, what was it, wool and sawdust or something curious? I don't remember what it was made out of now. I know we had lots of scenes in it. There were some awfully pretty things in that mm -hmm. picture, and there were some other things that that uh, I didn't like too well. Mm -hmm. But I liked um, 
I like Petrovich in the part. Mm -hmm. Where did you live most of the time when you were um, filming in Nice? Uh, when we were filming in Nice? Mm -hmm. Well, we lived at the studio for a while. We had a villa at the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we bought another villa up at San Maurice. Mm -hmm. And we lived there. And then we finally sold that and moved into an apartment. Mm -hmm. Where we had all the pictures and the swords and the mm -hmm. guns and the I was just going to ask you when Mr. Ingham started to collect those. Well, he'd been collecting for years. I mm -hmm. think even in Cuba, he started, he had, we had at one time long Spanish tables and a lot of Spanish chairs. Mm -hmm. Well, in the meantime, I think of some of them wore out and others I took out and they went to pieces and I got rid of that. Mm -hmm. It was so heavy, you know. Mm -hmm. And I had one... We had one big table that made the tour from Cuba to uh, Africa and back, and I couldn't even give it away because nobody could carry it out. <laughs> it was that thick. <laughs> and uh, this room was, this house was built for that table, and it was that long room, and it was almost from that wall to this. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't uh, get it out of the room. We had to take it all apart, and I finally left, Rex took it apart and took it out. And we left it out here, and we couldn't move it. Mm. And so finally, I, I got some people to come, and they fixed it all up, and it looked beautiful. <laughs> Afterwards, he said, I suppose you want it back. I said, no, I wouldn't have it back. <laughs> I said, Johnny, don't you want another drink there? Well, not yet. Uh, Mary, don't you want one now? After you've done your own. I had the impression that um, Mara Nostrum and the films that Mr. Ingram made abroad are not as financially successful as some of the earlier ones. Is that true, as far as you know? No, I don't think that... Uh, uh, I think Mary Nostrum... Oh, did that do well? Uh, mm -hmm. I think that did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Mary Nostrum did finally pay for the studio and everything else. Yes. And still the problem. Okay. And no, it no, also no. was an artistic success, mm -hmm. if it uh, wasn't as big a, a moneymaker as mm -hmm. the others. But then afterwards, uh, The Magician, I don't think, was a... Mm -hmm. uh, Financial success. You don't think that even that now, for instance, I think that, the Garden of Allah was. Oh yes, it was. Mm -hmm. I think that yes, was, it was. Mm -hmm. and I still think it was a much better picture than the one that was made later. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember seeing the Garden of Allah. <coughs> there was a, a renunciation scene at the end of that too, wasn't it? Yes. There? Wasn't Petrovich a a, a priest mm -hmm. who had broken out of the monastery? Yes, and, and then he went back in the end. Mm -hmm. That was a, that was an awfully good story, and Hitchens used to come to the studio. Oh, did he wrote really? it? Oh, and yeah. That was a nice picture to do. We mm -hmm. we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Did Ibanez uh, visit when? Uh, yes, set, he was when there when most of the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he used to come up all the time and go in and see the things. But he d he didn't criticize or anything. Mm -hmm. He's everything was fine. Everything was fine. How did, did uh, uh, Mr. Ingram look at his rushes regularly on? these films during all this period? Yes, usually the day after. Mm -hmm. But was he ordinarily pleased with what he saw on the screen, or did he did you usually have to go back and film things over again? And because some well, he was very difficult, you know. I mean, it had to be just right, mm -hmm. or we mm -hmm. went back and made it over Did you again. usually achieve that on, on the day that you were working, or did you sometimes have to go back and do the same scene over again? No, I think that sometimes we went back, and mm -hmm. for different reasons. Yes. For the actors, for the set, or you know, mm -hmm. something. The photography some days would be lighter or darker, or, mm -hmm. or the actors wouldn't get over something, or the costumes would be wrong. Or the, mm -hmm. And then everybody spoke a different language over there. Yes. Of course, it was silent, 
but uh, half of them didn't, you know, it's mm -hmm. difficult working with one actor speaking German and another mm -hmm. one speaking uh, French and another one Italian and trying to get them all to do, they'd blow up, you know, mm -hmm. their lines, no. even though they weren't heard. Mm -hmm. And then we made a talking picture over there. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, or did that follow immediately after, uh, let's see. What came after it the came Garden after. Of that was 1927. Yeah, then right? we did a picture called The Three Passions. Was that made partly in England or not? No, I think it was all made in uh, Nice and. and uh, it was. was it, that was a silent? That was a silent. That was with Petrovich, was That it? was with Petrovich, mm -hmm. too. And then we made. Uh, what was that about? I know very little about it. It was. Do uh, you much about it? Oh. <laughs> <coughs> uh, I think it was shipbuilding mm -hmm. and ships and uh, machinery and a sort of a very modern uh, story mm -hmm. uh, in Chelsea, a very s smart set yes. mm -hmm. with a rich father and uh, I don't remember. Well, what was your part like? Was it anything like uh, Martin Ostrom or not? No, I didn't. I had just an ordinary part. Mm -hmm. Cosmo Hamilton wrote it. It was a rather sophisticated drama. Mm -hmm. And that was Mr. Ingham's last silent film, was it? Yes, then we started, I think, Beirut and got practically one day's work when it had to go into sound. Hmm. This was still in Nice? That was still in Nice, mm -hmm. and we just had a um, sound truck. Mm -hmm. And every actor spoke a different language. <laughs> so they all had to learn their titles, you see, like... No. I was the, the language teacher. Mm -hmm. I, I listened to all their, and they just learned their titles. So if there was any ad-libbing to do, they were lost, you know. Mm -hmm. It was really very difficult, because it, I mean, sound was difficult here. That's the next You know, and being over there, yeah. and just a soundtrack and cables coming in the, the from a long distance into the studio mm -hmm. was really very difficult. Mm -hmm. Didn't Mr. Ingram act a part in that? Yes, he yeah. acted in it. Yes. Was he the uh, the lead opposite you? Or? Yeah, well, I wasn't in it. Oh, I, th I thought you I were. I wasn't in it. Oh. Mm -hmm. No, Rosie the director. I was the director on it. <laughs> I was. And uh, the dialogue director. <laughs> and um, I, Rex would say, watch me, you know. And uh, Rex could get in and play an old lady who just lost her child or an old man who just lost an arm mm -hmm. or any other actor, but to play himself. He was very self-conscious, mm -hmm. and he just looked marvelous in the costumes, you know, the, mm -hmm. the Legionnaire costume yeah. and the Bernouse and all, and he looked so marvelous, but he was very unhappy about the whole thing, mm -hmm. because it was, it was difficult trying to direct and act, too. He said never again. Mm -hmm. And that was his last film. And that was the last one that did it. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, at that time, you were in Nice. Did you stay there very long? After well, we stayed the there till about 19... I think <coughs> we made that in about 1931, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I think we came back... Of course, I came back each year. And then Rex went to uh, Egypt. Mm -hmm. And we were going to go to Egypt to live. Mm -hmm. And I... My sister was over there, and I was coming back... I was going to get on the boat at Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mother died while I was in Spain. So I wired Rex and said I was coming on to America. And he went on to Egypt, and he stayed there a year. Mm -hmm. And then he came out here, and that was it. We didn't where, went back to Nice. Where did he write the book? 
different places here, uh, Egypt, mm -hmm. Mexico. He went down to Mexico and wrote quite a bit of it. Mm -hmm. He went he went down to Mexico several times. Mm -hmm. He liked he liked Mexico very much. Which did he consider his best films after? Uh, I think he put Mary Nostrum at the top, didn't he? Yes, I think he liked Mary Nostrum the best, and I think he liked uh, Scaramouche. I mm -hmm. think he always liked Scaramouche and The Prisoner of Zenda. Mm -hmm. And The Four Horsemen, in spite of everything, was not particularly his favorite picture. Mm -hmm. yeah. He always thought there was, he'd never been to South America, and he, he didn't like the way he did some of the South American scenes. Mm -hmm. He always thought afterwards he could have, you know, he wouldn't have done them that way. Yes. Do you mean he traveled in South America afterward and saw what's up? No, but at least he uh, had been other places. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know, he just knew so much more afterwards that he said he, he wouldn't have done a lot of the Spanish mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. that way. Did he ever say much to you later about the earlier uh, Universal films that he'd made? Did you ever say much about Black Orchids or the price she paid or any of those early things? No, not too much about them. Uh, did any of them please him? I don't suppose they pleased him in the way that the later things did. Well, I, I don't know. Rex was funny, you know. If He uh, he always liked them. Mm -hmm. And I suppose they were the first pictures he made, so I think he was quite, probably quite enthused mm -hmm. about them. Had a, felt a certain I think he thought them. they were better than they probably were. And I don't think he ever saw them again, so mm -hmm. he couldn't prove himself wrong, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. I often wondered what Black Orchids would look like, the first version, for instance. Well, he, he never got that up. to look at, did he, uh, Johnny? You never got a print of that. It's a wonder you didn't try. Mm -hmm. Some of those things stand up astonishingly well, you know, some films from that very early period there. Well, Black Orchids was always, I, I imagine, some of the others... Because Rex always did such different pictures in those days at mm -hmm. Universal. They were always full of thugs and and dwarfs and, yes. uh, mm -hmm. you know, so that would sort of date it, I mm -hmm. think. They were always a hunchback of Notre Dame, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people that were in them, that uh, fellow with a broken nose, John George, Bull Montana, which I'm going to sound like on this, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All those people that, uh, you remember he had a little fellow that used to drive his car and you couldn't see the fellow in the car? <laughs> they always thought the car was going along by itself, you know? <laughs> and then Shorty, this little dwarf that we had that uh, was in that picture that I showed was you. Was he the one who was in, um, who's the one well, who was in the Well, he was in he was in every picture. And, and nearly choked, so Louis Stone in one scene. No, that must have been John George. Because the little shorty was never over. He didn't speak any language, you know. He just was like... Oh, a I know the one you mean, yes. little mm -hmm. fellow with He's a big in head yes. mm -hmm. in the Arab things. Yes. He was always in Nice, and he used to play games. Uh, he'd hold out coins. You had to guess which hand he had the coin. And if you guessed right, he kept the coin. And if you guessed wrong, you played it again. So he, <laughs> he left Nice loaded with money, you know. Socks of, of uh, coins. <laughs> And then he was, I don't know how old Shorty was, but he must have been 70. And it was always, uh, when you arrived, it was always Mama. <laughs> it was the only word he could say, Papa and Mama. We were Papa and Mama, Rick. Right? <laughs> you can't tell whether the narrative was 30 or 70. It's impossible. It never changed. No, and I, the little boy that we brought over here, I'm sure it was older than 
we thought he was. Because he was telling us things, you know, mm -hmm. that I didn't know. Uh, in the end, when I got so I could understand what he was saying, I thought he better go back. <laughs> <laughs> but Shorty was always. Uh, uh, Rex had people like that around. He used to like to. I think that was the way he relaxed. Mm -hmm. He'd get Shorty on a platform and everybody throws stones at Shorty. <laughs> Sounds horrible, but it was very funny. <laughs> and Shorty loved it because he got a lot of money thrown at him, too, you know. Mm -hmm. And then Huey Mack, that was quite a company over there that first. <laughs> but really, it was a lot of fun. You remember the night, Johnny, that uh, I brought that lady <laughs> uh, over to see you? We were doing Vesuvius. You were matching Vesuvius to oh, the yeah. top, yeah. and Howard Strickling dressed up. Yeah. He had a hat with a plume and a uh, feather boa on, and his <laughs> big feet, which Johnny never looked at. <laughs> and Rex brought him over, and he was all made up. And uh, Howard still has those pictures. And he brought him over to, and asked Johnny to explain Vesuvius to him. You know, Johnny didn't know. <laughs> Howard, he was telling me he was so mad because he didn't want to be bothered <laughs> with his visitor, you know. <laughs> and Joe Boyle. Oh, there was a lot of fun on that picture. Who was Joe Boyle? He's the assistant director. Oh. Mm. Of course, it was so much fun because everybody lived over there. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, everybody... The, was from here and all their wives were there and and we all lived in this sort of the same hotel mm -hmm. it was kind of fun and wasn't chris over there well, there were several incidents in that picture and harry solon harry solon worked in the four horsemen he was in the jail wasn't he in the jail in a French uniform? Didn't he pass through when the lawyer came in? You mean in Mary Nostrum? Mary Nostrum, yes. Yes. Was Harry Lockman there then? Oh, you mean in the, the scene toward the end where you were in jail? Yes. I, I remember the sister came in, to visit. Harry was a soul man, and Mickey Powell was the assistant still man. Yeah, it was. You know, Harry Lockman's gone back to painting. Yeah. And I, I understand that his... his uh, do you know who he is? Um, he married that uh, Chinese girl. This afternoon. And uh, he's done all these paintings and he had an exhibition sold everything, I think. It was quite a successful one. Well, Harry has two pictures in the Luxembourg. You know, Luxembourg he has, huh? Quite a Should I rescue you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 